48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. The headlines. The only hotel set aside to quarantine foreign domestic helpers says it's already booked for the next, fully booked for the next two months. A union group expresses concern after a company asks staff to state their affiliations and those of their family. The Environment Secretary says Hong Kongers need to do more to reduce waste. And a new study says the pandemic is making Hong Kong children even more short-sighted. Hong Kong's only hotel earmarked for foreign domestic helpers to quarantine in says it's fully booked for the next two months. It means only around 280 helpers will be ready to work in the city after their three-week quarantine ends. Here's Samantha Butler. The Silka Chunwan Hotel is so far the only hotel designated for foreign domestic helpers to complete their 21 days quarantine. It said it was fully booked until November the 1st, with just over 280 rooms available for the helpers. Under current regulations, hotels can only have around 70% occupancy rate. There's been a shortage of helpers here after the government banned flights from the Philippines and Indonesia from April and June, respectively. In a deal struck last week, helpers can begin arriving from today, but it looks to be complicated by a two-week flight ban imposed on Philippine Airlines yesterday after three COVID cases were found on a flight. A union group has expressed concern after drinks maker Vitasoy reportedly asked staff to declare their and their families' affiliations with different organisations or risk not getting paid. Speaking on an RTHK radio programme, the Confederation of Trade Union Secretary-General Mung Siu Tat says it's rare for companies to require information that's not relevant to employment purposes. He said the move, which has not been confirmed, has raised suspicions that it's linked to the July case involving a man who stabbed a police officer before committing suicide. The attacker worked for Vitasoy. It's not just collecting the staff members' information, but also their families. It makes people question if the practice has violated the privacy ordinance because it would be collecting excessive data. Whether it's for salary payment or for signing them up for medical plans, it should already have got sufficient information to do so. It's not just updating a system. It has changed the scope of the personal data it collects. Environment Secretary Wong Kam Singh has urged residents to start preparing for the government's solid waste disposal scheme by recycling more and reducing food waste. Lawmakers approved the plan last week and the government said there'll be a preparation period of 18 months until people have to start paying for special rubbish bags. Speaking on RTHK's Back Chat program, Mr Wong said waste generation per capita in the SAR is very high and Hong Kongers need to play their part. The government admits that there are room for improving the recycling provision in Hong Kong. In the past few years, it was substantially affected by the global and regional changes in the recycling industry. So now the government is going to step up our intervention in the local recycling industry. For instance, from food waste, waste paper, recyclable plastics, glass bottles, e-waste, etc. So we are working more and expanding the local recycling network. So right. I think it's good timing for all of us. While waiting for the waste charging, we should make the best use of the EPD's new and expanded recycling network right. now. A Chinese university study has found far more, far more school children in Hong Kong are developing short-sightedness because they're spending too much time in front of a screen and not enough time in outdoor activities during the pandemic. The research team followed more than 700 children aged between 6 and 8 this year and found that almost 30% had developed myopia or 
almost triple the pre-COVID rate. They found that the children spent almost seven hours on tablets, smartphones or watching television every day and less than half an hour outdoors during the pandemic. One of the researchers, Dr Jason Yam, said the change in people's lifestyle is taking a toll of of children's eyesight. Because of the pandemic, family tends to go outdoor less. And because of home confinement, uh, children or family tends to spend more time on the near work and also on the screen. We advocate the outdoor time need to be adequate. Two hours per day, 14 hours per week is encouraged for adequate myopia prevention. Overseas and the U.S. State Department says foreign foreign ministers from several countries will hold a virtual meeting later today to discuss their next steps in Afghanistan. The summit comes one day before U.S. military forces are due to withdraw from Afghanistan following 20 years of war and slightly more than two weeks after the Taliban swept back to power. The State Department said representatives from Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, the United Kingdom, Turkey, Qatar, the EU and NATO will take part. Hurricane Ida is battering the U.S. state of Louisiana, bringing what forecasters call catastrophic storm surges and flash flooding and extreme winds to coastal areas. At least one death has been reported, and nearly one million people are without power, including the whole of New Orleans, as Ida moves inland with winds of up to 175 kilometers an hour. Steve Caparotta is a meteorologist in Louisiana. I think the preparation's been pretty good. This one has been a little bit uh, dicey because everything kind of developed within a matter of a few days. Uh, Sometimes we have these tropical systems that start way out by the west coast of Africa, journey across the Atlantic, and we'll be talking about them for a week, a week and a half, maybe even two weeks, tracking them. Well, this one formed a little closer to home in the Western Caribbean and then really just kind of exploded upon approach to Louisiana. The main candidates to succeed Angela Merkel as German German Chancellor have clashed on climate change and taxation in their first televised debate ahead of next month's elections. The BBC's Damien McGuinness reports from Berlin. German Conservatives had hoped that the debate would help their leader, Armin Laschet, who's doing badly in the polls. But he found himself under attack from the Green candidate, Annalena Baerbock, who slammed the Conservatives' record on climate change. And according to a survey taken after the event, viewers say that Mr Laschet was the least convincing of the three candidates. Instead, according to the poll, centre-left SPD candidate Olaf Scholz won the debate. He's the current finance minister. He's seen as solid, reliable, but unexciting. The Chilean president, Sebastián Piñera, has defended his decision to issue a decree claiming a large swathe of the ocean, extending almost 400 kilometres from the southern tip of the continent. Argentina has accused Chile of encroaching on its territorial waters and trying to seize part of the continental shelf. The BBC's Leonardo Rocha has more. It is very valuable and it's very strategic. It's off uh, Cape Horn in the south of uh, the continent. It's a traditional maritime route. It's uh, potentially rich with uh, mineral resources. And you have to bear in mind it's very close to the Antarctic. 
and there is the potential for oil and gas in the region as well as fishing resources. And you have to bear in mind that Argentina and Chile have a long history of difficult diplomatic relations over their borders. The influential reggae producer and performer Lee Scratch Perry has died in Jamaica at the age of 85. Known for his work with the musicians as varied as Bob Marley, The Clash and The Beastie Boys, he was a pioneer of remixing and dub music. The BBC's Lisa Mazumba reports. Lee Perry first made his name producing and performing on songs like People Funny Boy, a crucial track in the development of reggae. In 1970, Bob Marley asked him to produce the Whalers' second studio album. He gave the band a more bass-dominated sound, which helped them to achieve worldwide fame. Over the years, he worked with a variety of artists, ranging from Moby to the Beastie Boys. The industry recognised how much he'd influenced not just the development of reggae, but of rock, hip-hop and dance. Finance now and currencies. The US dollar is trading at 109.73 yen. The euro is 1 US dollar and 18 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 72 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 25,484, 76 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $77 billion. Sport now and Tottenham have gone top of the English Premier League with a 1-0 win over Watford. Son Heung-min got the goal to maintain Spurs' perfect start to the season. We should enjoy this, this moment, go to international break and then come back with the strong energy and with positive energy. That's what we need. So I think we start really well uh, for, the, for the three games. And, but it's not all. So we have a long season to go. We have to prepare well for the, for the coming this season. A late goal from Mason Greenwood gave Manchester United a 1-0 win at Wolves amidst all the talk of Cristiano Ronaldo's return to the club. Here's the BBC's John Akers. Mason Greenwood's third goal in three games gave Manchester United the win and a Premier League record 28 straight away games unbeaten. Wolves started brightly, but despite 15 efforts at goal, they couldn't find a way past an inspired De Gea and a cool, calm and collected Varane on debut. It's now 3-1-0 defeats for Bruno Lager's side, but they weren't happy that a challenge by Pogba on Neves wasn't given as a free kick before Greenwood slammed home his deflected effort with nine minutes to go, seven points, third in the league, the stage set beautifully for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and United for the arrival of Cristiano Ronaldo after the international break. United boss Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is hoping to get Ronaldo on the pitch as soon as possible after Juventus accepted the club's offer for the Portuguese forward. He's, he's a special boy, or a man now. Uh, he was a boy when I uh, played with him. and. Uh, of course, we want to get that over the line. Of course, the players are excited. Uh, some of them have played with him in the national team. Uh, me, Michael, Fletch, uh, in and around the place, we've worked with him. And uh, you see the fans, they're excited. And that's, that's what he does. He's a, he's a special, special player. And um, we hope to get it uh, sorted. Burnley and Leeds split the point in a one-all draw at Turf Moor. The result leaves Burnley with just one point from their opening three matches. In the French League, Lionel Messi made a winning debut for Paris Saint-Germain. The BBC's Paul Scott has more. Lionel Messi came off the bench for his Paris Saint-Germain debut as the French champions ran out 2-0 winners at Reims in Ligue 1. The Argentinian international was introduced on the 66th minute with Maurizio Pochettino's side already two goals to the good. Kylian Mbappe, linked this week with a move away from the club, started the match and scored both goals. 
In Spain, Barcelona kept their solid start to the season with a 2-1 home win over Getafe. Sergi Roberto and Memphis Depay got the goals as Barca joined five other teams at the top of La Liga with seven points from three games. Amongst them, Atletico Madrid and Villarreal, who drew two all. Napoli defeated Genoa 2-1 to make it two wins in a row to start their Italian Serie A season. Roma were 4-0 winners at newly promoted Salernitana. AC Milan beat Cagliari 4-1 with two goals from Olivier Giroud. In Formula One, Red Bull's Max Verstappen emerged as the winner of a rain-disrupted Belgian Grand Prix with only a handful of laps completed behind a safety car. The BBC's Jack Nichols reports. No real racing took place in the Belgian Grand Prix, just two laps completed behind the safety car. But nevertheless, that's enough to classify a result, albeit for half points. Max Verstappen takes a victory. A remarkable qualifying performance yesterday from George Russell means he gets his first podium for the Williams team. And Lewis Hamilton finishes third, meaning he still leads the championship, but by only three points ahead of Verstappen going into the Dutchman's home race at Zandvoort next weekend. The former president of the International Olympic Committee, Jacques Roge, has died. He was 79. Born in Belgium, he spent 12 years in charge of the IOC until 2013. Mr. Roge, an orthopaedic surgeon, completed, I'm sorry, competed as a sailor in three Summer Olympics in the 1960s and 70s. The current head of the IOC, Thomas Batch, paid tribute to his predecessor, saying Mr. Roge's joy in sport was infectious. Golf and Patrick Cartley sank a 17-foot birdie putt at the sixth playoff hole to deny Bryson DeChambeau and win the US PGA Tour BMW Championship. Cartley secured his fifth tour title and his third of the year when DeChambeau was unable to get his own eight-foot birdie attempt to drop. The victory in the second of three PGA Tour playoff events that sends Cartley into the concluding tour championship on the top of the playoff standings and in pole position to claim the FedEx Cup top prize of $15 million. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The only hotel set aside to quarantine foreign domestic helpers says it's already booked for the next two months. A union group expresses concern after a company asks staff to state their affiliations and those of their families. The Environment Secretary says Hong Kongers need to do more to reduce waste. And a new study says the pandemic is making Hong Kong children even more short-sighted. And a quick look at the weather. We'll have It'll be hot with sunny periods at first in the afternoon. It'll become cloudy with a few showers and thunderstorms later on. Moderate easterly winds and the outlook. We'll have showers and thunderstorms in the next couple of days. The showers will be heavy at times tomorrow. But the showers will lessen. There will be more sunny periods in the middle and latter parts of the week. Currently at the Hong Kong Observatory, it's 33 degrees Celsius and the relative humidity is 68%. The news from RTHK.
then hook a prostitute wedge vomit her mind. But in the cultural sense, I just wake in future tense. Judas is me a defense to wear ear condoms time. And welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Monday afternoon. Monday, the 30th of August, is today's date. Many thanks once again to Phil. Welcome back, Phil Whelan, on the morning brew. We have a busy program on the 123 show today. We're going to start this week with a bit of a fitness chat. We'll be chatting, catching up with 